sorry, Mama. I never meant to hurt you. I never meant to make you cry, but tonight I'm going to make a podcast. Hello, I'm Harry, and uh, Tim isn't here. And this will become evident to you later on in the podcast as to why I'm doing this on my own. I really am lost without him. I don't know where I'm going to go with this. So with Mother's Day coming up this weekend, we thought we would do a little episode about mothers, about mums, about madres, about mamacitas, um, and it's given us some pretty good music picks. So without further ado, because I don't know what to do, we're going to get right into the episode. I'll just tee myself up. Um, where are we going to see them? Uh see them on the flip side, Harry. <laughs> Too right, mate. Uh, we'll see you on the flip side. On my own. Shall we begin? Let's begin. You alright, mate? Hello. How's it going? It is going exponentially. <laughs> That's not what you mean, because that just means it's going, right? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> exponentially? It means it's going a little bit faster with every week. Does it? Exponentially? Exponentially. Should we Google this? Because yeah, like, we're seconds it. into the podcast and we might have already <laughs> made fools of ourselves. In record time. This has maybe never happened this quickly. I don't even know how to spell it either. Exponentially. Exponentially. Exponential means becoming more and more rapid. Yeah, I think. So yes, yeah. I'm exponential. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Good, man. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm very, very good. Alright. No, I am. <laughs> I'm so good. Why's that? Uh, do you remember last week I said that, uh, I was considering having a sober weekend? Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't have a sober weekend, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but I had a really, really restful weekend. Really? And I could not believe how fresh I felt. On Monday, and I'm still uh, reaping the benefits. I went out on Friday, um, but not on like any kind of big night out. And then uh, Saturday chilled, Sunday chilled. Nice. And it was bloody lovely. Like pretty much exactly what my weekend was. Yeah, but like I, it's been so long since I did that that I could not believe how good the benefits felt. I woke up on Monday morning. And I, like, skip to work. I'm used to, like, crawling into the office on a Monday morning. Like, the worst I feel all week. Gollum. Yeah. And now I realise what actual people feel like on a Monday morning. Mm. Not bad. It goes a bit long. Uh, it lasts a bit longer, even. Uh, I think when you just kind of take it slowly and chill. Literally, on Monday morning, I woke up and thought my alarm hadn't gone off. <laughs> and it was, like, quarter to seven. And I was like... Oh, You'd had like that much rest that you're waking up. Yeah. Your body clock's like, I've no, but then, but then I had like this amazing snooze. You know, those snoozes which just feel like they go on forever. Mm. And like, if anything, by the end, you're getting a bit agitated. Like, I'm going to go and have a shower now. And then you look at your phone and say, like, I've still got half an hour. <laughs> Stay in bed, mate. I've got half an hour of snooze. Yeah. I purposely set an alarm for six, although I get up at seven, just so I can wake up, go, oh, I've got another hour left. And then I turn it off. Well, you do a full hour. Because I, I ref- I'm I'm literally just not a person at all. I real I understand that like there probably are benefits to uh 
setting an alarm exactly when you need to get up because I don't do that. I mean, like, I because get up like, 20 then, then you get like the maximum deep sleep. Yeah. But for me, like if I do that, I just won't. I'll be late wherever I'm going. I need to. So I I have to be up by like twenty five past eight. Apologies to everyone else who's already at work by then. I mean, yeah. I'm on a train by then. I'm a lazy bugger, but um, bugger. Yeah, so I have to be up about by about then. So my first alarm goes off at five to eight. Then I have one at five past eight. Then one at quarter past eight. And then one at twenty five past. So I've got like the layers, and that is that's the. That's the best way to get me out of bed, is essentially what I'm trying to say. If I have an alarm where it's like, get out now, it's like, right, well, I mean, this day's a write-off. I have about an hour of, an hour or half an hour of uh, an alarm every five minutes on my watch, my phone, my clock, (laughs) and everyone hates it. The radio. An hour of it. An hour so many. Also, like 7.20, because I just don't trust myself, even though I... That's 12 alarms a morning. And I'm still late sometimes. Do you not have, like, an aneurysm by the time you're actually out of bed? <laughs> yeah, I'll be walking down the stairs to, like, go out the door, and my phone will just go, meh, 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 and yeah. I go, shut up! Yeah. Shut up! I hate, that. Stop, I hate that when I've accidentally hit snooze and I'm in the shower, and then I have to put my <laughs> yeah. wet paw onto it. I'm, just like, I'm breaking my phone at this stage, for God's sake. I've left mine in the in here before in the room and gone and had a shower and I'm, I can hear it and I'm like oh for god it's going wah 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 I've got uh-huh. some weird alarms but like have you ever lived with a person who uh, doesn't wake up to their alarm yes because right now former guest and also my lovely little sister Lizzie I'm gonna call you out on the podcast because she sleeps through alarms so you'll be in the room next to her and you'll hear the alarm, and it's woken you up, and it's ruined your Sunday morning. And she is literally asleep in that room while it's just like, meh, meh, meh. <laughs> so knocking on the door, like, Lizzie, what are you doing? I think Turn that off. Sometimes I have been guilty of like someone saying that alarm was going on for ten minutes, yeah. and I'm like, as far as I know, I woke up and turned it off. <laughs> it's so annoying. I don't know how those people do it. I'm, I don't think I'm that like light sleeper, like. You know, the classic thing in England is, like, you'll get to work or school or whatever it is in the morning, and people are like, did you hear the storm last night? Yeah. And I'm always like, nah, no idea. <laughs> but an alarm, that's got me up like that. Right. <laughs> I usually have, did hear the storm, because I, uh, I usually go to bed about two. Because I'm a storm chaser. Oh, I love a good storm. I'll yeah. wait up. I do, too. I'll wait up until, like, three or four, just in case there's a storm. <laughs> Every night. <laughs> Every night. It's be like, there's still no storm. It's very <laughs> miles out here, but you never know. <laughs> I, I, this is the other day. I saw a flash, and it was amazing, and then nothing happened. One one bit of lightning. Are you sure it wasn't there? Someone turning their lights off in the street or something? No. It was in the sky. Just one piece of lightning? Or is that, I don't think yeah. that, That's not a thing. It is a thing. <laughs> That's not... It must be, unless it was so far away <laughs> that by the time I decided, can't be bothered, I'd like, it, there was another one, maybe. No, I'm not having it at all. I don't think that's oh, Okay, I was lying. <laughs> no, I just think you thought something else was... Uh, no, I'm pretty sure. It was someone... Or maybe exploding. I can't remember, there was more, I just can't yeah. remember. Who knows. So, although we evidently do really, really like the weather... Uh, when we set out to Star Treks, we didn't think this was going to be a weather podcast. We thought it was going to be a music podcast, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Those were officially the plans. that was the the main plan. Although, 
do you want to unveil it or should I? What? The new weather podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Rainy Days with Harry and Tim. It's called Light Drizzle. <laughs> it's called Sunny Rain. <laughs> Sunny Rain. That mm. sounds like uh, that sounds like the, s- the son of a pop star. Sunny Rain or Trump Sunny Trump. Rain Jackson. That's a person. Sunny Rain Jackson. For sure. Uh, no. Straight from Tennessee. <laughs> Unlike any of the Jacksons. Um, we're going to talk about a bit of music. We should. That's what the punters have come here for. Yeah. Don't make them ask for refunds, Harry. Uh, it's been a week. It's been music. What lit it up for you? So, there was Frank Ocean's new song, Chanel, this week. I really love that. I could have talked about it. There was uh, FKJ, I believe it is, and Tom Mish have a video on YouTube that I thought was really cool. All of these little things I, I throughout the week, I've been like, that was going to be a highlight. This going to be my highlight. But every single day, I've been listening to this band on the way to work, from work, when I'm at home, uh, while I'm at work. I just constantly keep putting them on. And... I've also made a discovery, which I never knew, that the vocalist is female. Yes. I didn't know. I thought it was just kind of a wispy man. And it's like when you find a a radio presenter's face on a picture and you're like, you don't look like that. That's not what you look like. Yeah, radio presenters are always a bit like that, aren't they? It's like, "Hmm." I didn't want you to look like that. And now I can never listen to you the same way, despite the fact that your face plays no part in my... Yeah, literally nothing to do with it. Yeah. I had it about Sean Keaveney as well. Um, and James Whale. When I was younger, me and Jake used to listen to James Whale a lot. Found out he was a just a, an old, average-looking guy. Anyway, um, Beach House. I I know them from countless amounts of films that they're in there. They're, I, feel, I think they're quite... They're very, yeah, they're very soundtracky, aren't they? Yeah, very soundtracky. Very kind of um, atmospheric. So I was watching a video on YouTube the other day. And... It was at this kind of like party and there was a song playing in the background and I was like, oh, I know this song. I think it's either Beach House or like someone like that. And I like commented in the comments and said, what is this? I think it's this, but let me know. And I went through every one of their songs as far as I know and I could not find it. Yeah. Eventually the person who makes the video said, this is Beach House with Master of None. Yeah. And the weird thing is, like, an equally confusing way of finding that song. Uh, when we were discussing pre-show what we were playing today, yeah. I thought I had played this song previously because I have a memory of saying to you, there's this song that is, like, stuck in my head. And I don't... I can't really remember who the band are, uh, and I can't really remember what the song's called, but I can just hear, like... And I even feel like I remember the description that I gave. I I said of it like it's got a bit of like um, spooky couch or whatever it's called that Albert Hammond Jr. song and like a bit of like all this kind of eeriness. And I feel like I remember describing this song on the podcast, but maybe it's just some mad dream. But basically, at some point with someone, I was like, "There's this Beach House song I want to find, and I can't remember what it's called." And I went through all their songs on Spotify, and this album wasn't on Spotify. Because it's the time. their very first album. Yeah. 
And I had obviously thought I'd gone through them all and missed the first one. Yeah. Because I've only started listening to them since, I believe, uh, Teen Dream. My brother got me Teen Dream uh, a while ago. And that was 2010. Um, and, you know, I've I've uh, kind of stuck to certain songs of theirs, like uh, Myth and Zebra, which are like the biggest ones, and Take Care. And all these songs I absolutely love, and I've usually because I've heard them from a TV show or something, because like, yep. like we've talked about. Um, also, this, uh, was it Depression Cherry from 2015? If you buy the record, it comes in like a velvet cover. Really? And I, Ooh, I want swanky very much, so. Um, That's high end. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, they're, they're my absolute highlight this week, because I've constantly been playing them. I've, I've made like going to work playlists this week, just because I want to have a like a collection of their songs to listen to. And I've listened to a lot of similar things to them. They're really the vibe that I'm into at the moment. Lovely stuff. I mean, that, as you know, that kind of um, slightly woozy, swooning, mm. uh, beachy kind of uh, guitar indie band. That's very much my thing. So I'm, I'm loving the fact. And a band that I don't think are the, that big in England. Just like um, local natives. Like, I think these kind of guys are big in America, especially in the kind of Western, like, kind of yeah. your New York and your LA and your big kind of places. Um, not to take the piss or anything out of any, anywhere else in America. Um, but around those areas, I think they're, they're popular and stuff. Um, My assumption is they're one of those bands that if you see them in London, you'll, like, they'll be, a, it'll be rammed. And, like, you, you'll yeah. struggle to get a ticket and you'll get a lot of really passionate fans but then if you go see them in say for example like Southampton or Portsmouth or even I mean Brighton to a lesser extent because you will get a lot of indie fans I think a festival even but like if you see them somewhere smaller I mean you could see them in a tiny tiny little venue and really quite an intimate show but I would like like a bit of a letdown in the sense that you want some atmosphere and some vibe and you want loads of people Mm. who are really into it um yeah yeah, in a know, metropolitan, especially place. with that slower kind of music and stuff, yeah. it's it's going to be all about the atmosphere. Yeah, because they're not gonna, you're not gonna get sweaty in there. Yeah. Um, but great choice. Yeah, thanks. I, I will play Master of None just so we can confuse anyone else out there yeah. who doesn't know what the song is. We've all lost the plot of this. Everyone's stage. like, I also know this one, but I didn't know the name of it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna play Master of S- Some, Master of Some, <laughs> Master of Mum. Little hint to uh, the later Stop content it. in this episode. <laughs> I'm going to play Master of None by Beach House at the end of this sentence. great it, uh i mean obviously like we said before i know the song anyway but just listening to it then it felt like it should be like in the closing scene of a jake gyllenhaal movie it's yeah, exactly. like it's just so it's beautiful uh, it just uh conjures up all these different scenes and these different emotions it would be me. lovely to walk i should have listened to it when i walked through the mo- most <laughs> the mosque yeah the mist on the way home today that would yeah, have been you nice. have, you'd have just been waiting for someone to 
uh, shove an axe in the back of your skull and you'd be like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to die to that song. <laughs> I want to be murdered to that song. Um, so yeah, that's, that is me for the week. Um, <laughs> which I think previous episodes are going to tell us that this means it's your go. Really? Yeah. Is that how it works? <laughs> wow. Um, so, I'll tell you what. In like recent weeks, months... Uh, we've uh, repeatedly had the conversation about, like, as the bands that we grew up with uh, become sort of less uh, prolific, less active, and sort of potentially less relevant in some ways. Like, when someone says to you, who is your favourite band? Or who are your favourite band at the moment? That becomes a more and more difficult question. It becomes a more and more difficult question to answer. Would you agree? A hundred percent. A lot of my favourite bands are now either not playing or having a like time out or something. So there's like a, yeah, there's like two different answers. If anyone says who are your favourite band ever, the specials, that is my favourite band ever. That's my answer to that question. Yeah. But uh, where it used to be uh, Maccabees or Foles or things like that, I've kind of grown apart from them a little bit. They've kind of uh, stopped being a band. Uh, all that kind of thing. So there's, I've kind of been searching for that answer. And this week, I kind of... I realised that um, a band, an act, who I adore so much, they came back with a new song. I haven't put a new song out. It's not you, mate. <laughs> and it could be you. If you ever put anything out, it could be you. So it's not you. Um, <laughs> but no, an act that I've uh, loved and admired for many, many years... I put out a new song this week. They're called Young Fathers. They are from Edinburgh. They are... The Mercury Prize winners, right? They are the Mercury Prize winners from, I think, four, five years ago. The debut album won the Mercury Prize. Um, And I've loved them ever since the moment I heard that first album for the first time. And uh, this week, they finally put out the song that they had on the latest uh, Trainspotting movie. It was part of the soundtrack, because uh, obviously Trainspotting is based in Edinburgh. They played a lot of Edinburgh music, and um, Young Fathers featured very, very heavily in it. And there's a song called Only God Knows, which plays in a really significant moment in the film. I'm not going to do spoilers, because what some people might not have seen it. They die. Everyone dies, I and only don't... God knows why. Only God knows. Um, That's why they die. But it's <laughs> lovely. Absolutely lovely, that, mate. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's a really massive, massive tune. It's got the... It's one of the things I really love about uh, Young Fathers is they have this really kind of uh, eclectic feeling to their music. It's got uh, influences. It's kind of rooted in kind of a mix of indie and hip-hop, essentially. Uh, but with a very Scottish feel to it, a very but like all these different influences coming in, but they're very uh, true to their roots, and I think that's why they were featured so heavily in Train Spotting. And this song, it's got uh, a congregational choir from Leith, which is a Leith. it's a suburb uh, just north of Edinburgh. Anyone who has seen the Proclaimers uh, musical thing, Sunshine on Leith, which uh, I tell you what. I mean, in some ways it's rubbish, but it's one of the funniest and, like, most feel-good movies I've seen for a number of years. 
Like it's a big old musical where like they dance down the streets and like uh, pat each other on the bum and all this stuff. And it's <laughs> but it's kind of great in its own way. But that's when I learnt where Leith was. And uh, yeah, this so this has got the choir from there, and it's got all this kind of um, sort of very homely feel to it in some ways. But it's also just a brilliant, brilliant tune. It's kind of got, like I say, so much variety to it. I love the kind of driving beat the whole way through it. And it just kind of reaffirms to me everything that I love about Young Fathers. And when I heard it, it kind of took me back to all these other albums and all these other singles that I've loved by them. And it made me think, actually, when people ask me who my favourite band are right now, that's quite a simple question because I don't think anyone is doing Ooh. anything as interesting as Young Fathers right now. Mac DeMarco. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> so funny. Uh, uh, but no. Uh, this is interesting because I don't really... I remember when they won the Mercury Prize and... I mean, we've played them two times before on the podcast. Yeah, I'm not going to say I haven't heard them. I know who they are and, and all that jazz, but um, they're definitely someone I just I never willingly go and listen to. Um, not really. I think just circumstance. I just haven't been in in the zone to listen yeah. to them much. But again, so it'll be interesting. To see it's one of those playing. things that I think you would Aww. be really into if you really uh, spent the time to get to know yeah. them. I think lovely guys. Like I say, they're interesting because there's you can sort of feel all these different reference points, but then everything they put out is it feels really fresh. It feels really relevant, but it's totally rooted in the back catalogue of Young Fathers. Like, they're one of those bands who really have a very unique aesthetic that not really anyone else does or anyone else could do. It's kind of got... How can I describe it? I suppose, like, a... Like a gritty euphoria. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's kind of like a really impassioned, optimistic vibe but very much rooted within a working class slightly sad like uh oppressive environment i don't i don't know i don't know that i have the vocabulary or the words to really describe what young fathers feel like to listen to so maybe we should just listen to their latest song the song that really convinced me that there's no one better around right now they are i think they're the best out of there no no word of a doubt they are completely exponential yeah <laughs> I mean if you say that one more time <laughs> the title of this episode um so so this song is called Only God Knows and it's brilliant All That was Young Fathers with uh, Only God Knows. I think that was the first time you've heard that, right? Here. First time I've heard that, yeah. What do you think? Uh, during said song, I said to Tim, what do you think I'm going to relate this to? And I gave you a lazy know. answer. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what you're going to compare no. it to. So, so I what are you going to compare it to? I mean, it just sounded very, very much like Jamie T. I get what you mean, because I think... 
Uh, not like um, that could be a Jamie T song or that yeah. or the vocal. Or I think I get like him. Like, exactly like I said in the intro to it. Like they, um, I, me- the I mentioned a kind of indie hip hop crossover. Yeah, like, exactly. And that is kind of what for us Jamie T has always been. And I said thing. it is when you said is it an obvious one? And I said yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Um, it just sounded like yeah, it had because, that kind like, of. And again, I think also that uh, the. The thing I sort of made up on the spot, the kind of gritty euphoria. I think Jamie T also has that. Yeah, massively. Um, yeah. And Jamie it's, T it's, is it's a by guy no, that... no, it's by no means either uh, a lazy comparison or an irrelevant uh, comparison. They, you know, they are similar acts in a number of ways. But I think, um, I think Young Fathers, if you listen to their whole back catalogue, they push the boundaries more than Jamie T has ever done. He might have made more catchy kind of floor fillers than Young Fathers have, but I think they're a more exciting and interesting act. Okay. I absolutely love them. And Will they stand the test of time? I'm about to do a uh, Graham Souness. I'm going to run out into the centre circle in Istanbul and I'm going to stamp my flag and I'm going to say my favourite modern band in the world young fathers young fathers yep Can there it is guys I mean you can delete the subscription now if you want to but don't because there's so much great stuff to come but yeah uh, okie dokie best band in the world so now we're gonna do what we always do and we're gonna play a little bit of music before we go into the meat of the podcast but uh, this week is gonna be by a very very special artist who has just brought out an album that we absolutely adore uh we're not even going to give you a name we're just going to tantalize you but just know listeners that you're going to hear much more from this artist on tracks in the coming weeks and we'll see you on the other side well i watched you back away drawing out your battle line from way back here we'll be spectators on ourselves and in this fame disgrace Brush the blame from our mouths So I put it to you, Harry. There is no greater set of lads out there than mums. Mums, 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 mums. Mums on tour. <laughs> mums on tour, what a thing that would be. <laughs> I mean, they are fucking brilliant and, like, mental. I'm all completely mad. When, like, anything you think about mums, like your mum, everyone's mum. Like, it's kind of just confusingly brilliant, I think. Like, I mean, first thing that springs to my head, like, you see mum, she's, she's like, strolling out of the bathroom, she's just out of the bath. Why has she got that mad, like, pyramid towel on top of her head? How she balanced it there? Has it stayed there for, like, 45 minutes while she's making you lunch? Like, what is going on? Your mum, like, goes downstairs with the towel on her head. She's make sure you have plowmans. <laughs> She's wandering all over the shelf. I don't understand it. Like, why? What? What use is that serving? And like, why is, is hair it just... up in the bun as well? I've got, it's not no a bun. Idea. Idea. It's a triangle. They're just walking around like a Mister Whippy. Like, there's no. <laughs> 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 don't understand. That's exactly what they are. 
It's so weird. I guess if they can balance pretty much everything else in their lives, um, like more, more than <laughs> yeah anything ever, then a towel is nothing. Yeah, but like it's it comes back to the most like basic and domestic things. But like mums, they are hilarious and brilliant and weird, and also uh, completely essential. Like you could not live without your dear old mum. No, no, like. There's that, um... I'd be dead, Tim. No, I mean, I would... We would both literally be dead. (laughs) Would you class yourself as a mummy's boy? Uh, more so than dad's, yeah, probably. Because, like... I think... Of me and my brother, yeah, I'm the one that kind of... Will go and talk to my mum more, but I'm not that much. I think I'm a mummy's boy. Like, not not to a silly extent, but I think I'm a mummy's boy. Yeah, deep down, I'm a mummy's boy, and I think I think people who meet me realise quite quickly. It's like he's a he's a mummy's boy. Yeah, who's a daddy's? Who's a daddy's boy? (laughs) (laughs) Who do we know that's a daddy's boy? (laughs) Is that that even a thing? I think it is a bit like we all know the alpha male lad type. I'm not. I'm like a. I'm like. Well, but yeah. Honestly, Lord knows where I'd be without that. Like, toast, mum. <laughs> yeah. So often, like I, I'm 26 years old, and so often I get to the like the middle of doing something. So I can't do this. Like, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna phone my mum. It's just. You, I got lost the other day. I was like, I just got to ring my mum up. I was like. <laughs> I don't know why, but she'll know what to do. <laughs> and it's so bad. But when you, uh, it's great that we can have this conversation because when you have this conversation with someone who isn't a mummy's boy at all, and you're like, oh, I was trying to like work out how to pay a bill the other day and I didn't know how to do it and I just phoned my mum. And they're like, why did you do that? You're 26 years old, grow up. Unless it's anything to do with technology. That is the last time in the world you're phoning your mum. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> mum, I can't send this uh, text slash email off. Uh, my mum still doesn't know what a text is or an email. They're both the same thing as far as she knows. Yeah, it's so funny. Like, my mum's <laughs> <laughs> well, just got a, like, she started a job, like, not that long ago, and she got a MacBook for it. Really? And, like, it, it is, like, it I mean, needs, Macs that, are hard to use. No, but that needs to, to be euthanised, that MacBook. It is. It really is. <laughs> it's ancient. <laughs> it takes like 45 minutes to open up a bloody safari window. It stresses me out so much. Is it's it one of the proper white ones, the old No, white it's ones. silver. I don't know what's happened to it, but interestingly, um, and I'm going to shout out, like, it's not just our mums. We're talking about all mums here because uh, my sister is also a mum. Not my mum, obviously. That would be weird. And not your sister that was on the show? Uh, no, my elder sister. Um, but, like, first of all, we're going to talk about technology. Like, she is the devil for technology. You you lend her your laptop for 45 minutes and it will come back just <laughs> cursed. <laughs> need, what did you do? You need a priest to bring that back to life. Like, it's dead. There is no coming back from that laptop. But, like... Uh, <laughs> but like it, it's interesting observing a mum from like a bit of a distance because obviously for most of us our experience of mums is like your own mum yeah, but then you see someone else's mum like being a mum and it's like 
oh my god not only do i have like so much respect and perspective for like the just like the the patience and the love and the care that you have to have to do that job and it's like the two things that come to my mind is like first of all I can't believe anyone has that much of those things to give to yeah. another human being. And second of all, it's just like, I then can't believe that my own mum can even be bothered to look at me anymore. After <laughs> yeah. 26 years <laughs> of, of this shit. shit we give them. <laughs> yeah, it's like, just, I'd just be like, oh no, I've isn't done there, it. Isn't there a Kanye West um, lyric about, um, they have been putting up with our shit just way too long, as Kanye would say. Exactly. And they will... Honestly, have to until I'm 50, because yeah. I'm a man-child. And I'm, I'm sorry, Mum. I know you're listening, so sorry about that. Sometimes, because, uh, like, especially now, I'll be like, I've got a job, I'm out there <laughs> doing my thing, and then I'll, I'll I'll be like, I'm an adult now, and then yeah. I'll call her up because the train's late, and yeah. then I'll get home and dinner's on the table, and I'm like, nope, I am not, <laughs> I have not changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Even today. I got a wash bin, though, doing that myself. Even today, you got a little <laughs> bit annoyed at the fact that uh, you, your mum made you dinner, and then you Shut yourself up. put it in the microwave, and you got slightly annoyed at her that it was too hot when you got it out. No, I got annoyed yeah. at her that there was peas in it. <laughs> oh, and there was peas. She in made it. a Slimming World version <laughs> of a macaroni cheese. <laughs> I didn't want peas in it. I like peas, right. but macaroni cheese. Okay, but... we're not uh, painting you specifically, but both of us in the best light right now. No, the fact that but you I kicked mean, off about there being peas in your macaroni who, cheese. And their mother, who else and their mother doesn't kind of have these quarrels where you're, you, I mean, the amount of times you probably said things or done things that are so out of order. Yeah. Um, And I, sometimes I'll think about it and I'll think, what is wrong with me? But I talk to like other friends about it and they, everyone does the same. Their, they did the same with theirs. Yeah. It's some kind of, you know, I think as a kid or as an adult, you want to flee the nest. And sometimes you're just not capable. Yeah. But then then you'll think you're ready, but you're just not. And then you do a bit and then you realise how, how lovely and warm and hospitable your mum made the nest. And it's like, actually, that nest... Lord, I miss that nest. As sharp as the sticks were on my back every now and then. It was <laughs> All enough. the time. I'm not on the floor with a broken yeah. wing, so I'll go back yeah. to the nest. Again, like what? If you had to like, uh, <laughs> if you had to say one thing that was like the most ridiculous thing that your mum has had to put up with it of your shit, is there something that springs to mind? It. That's a great question. I think maybe uh, going so long without getting a job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you went ages. I mean, I had a job, but it wasn't a job. It wasn't a job. Um, I had a job, but it wasn't a job. Yeah, just kind of sticking around and and seeing the fact that... And I'm so glad I'm in a position now where I can just talk about this and yeah. I'm not embarrassed. Um, but just knowing that I hated the way she kept going on at me. Yeah. But I hated that she was right. Yeah. And I needed to go out and get a job. And that was the that was probably the worst part, but also <laughs> all of these whatever answer I was gonna give was pretty, was pretty much down to me. Yeah. Uh it usually always is. Oh yeah. 
No, I mean, there was no answer to that question that wasn't... Uh, I wasn't going to go as serious as you were. But, like, there's... <laughs> one okay. night, what, your, your, what did your mum do? <laughs> <laughs> Just, like... Uh, like, you know when you think the next day about something, it's like, if someone had done that to me, I would have told them where to go. Like, I remember one night coming home when I lived with my mum. Absolutely pissed, obviously. Uh, and like going into her bedroom looking I I made myself a peanut butter sandwich. And I went into I went into my I went into her bedroom and I was like she she went coming and she's like, what are you doing? And I was like I've lost my sandwich. I was like, I lost my sandwich, mate. <laughs> Do you know what it is? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> and I've just been wandering around the house, so drunk, and I'd put it down somewhere. <laughs> somewhere and I had no clue where it was and I'm just wandering around the house like a zombie trying to find this sandwich and I just think that sums up more than anything Mom, I, <laughs> I don't know where it is it was in the kitchen ultimately <laughs> of course it was. Like you made it put the bread on top and it just walked out I can't find my sandwich you never picked it up you idiot uh, yeah I can't imagine you eating a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> Why is that <laughs> taken away from that story? I don't know. I just can't imagine you liking it. I love it. Did you have bits in it or? Yeah, it's crunchy. <laughs> crunchy, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, literally, if someone did that to me, if someone walked into my bedroom while I was trying to sleep and said, I've lost my sandwich, I would lose my mind. I'd be like, get out. <laughs> you lose your sandwich, I lose my mind. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, but yeah, mad. that's just the beautiful. I can see why mine was more serious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's I, there's nothing I can think of right now, but I'm sure there's so many yeah. things like that, just stupid things. The point is, what a load of heroes mums of the world are. I mean, shouts to shouts to every single mum out there. I think you're unbelievable. I know I couldn't be a mum. I mean, no. not only genetically, but also <laughs> so fundamentally, I couldn't put up with the stuff you put up with. It's incredible. Uh, so, as this episode comes out in the week of Mother's Day, we're going to uh, dedicate it to the old mums of the world and the young mums, mums of the world. Mums of the world. Mums of the world unite. Uh, and we're going to do, as we did last week, uh, three different, slightly different uh, slightly varied, <laughs> different. <laughs> Other words for that. Uh, questions on uh, a similar theme, and we're going to start off with great songs by mums. Yeah. And are you going to take us away? I'll take us away because it's going to be short and sweet. Um, I'm not going to do it. 
Uh, I'm not going to do it either. Um, so, I have... Uh, how did you go about picking this, by the way? Because I think we kind of did the same thing. I I went by age. You kind of looked at... I thought someone who I think is really brilliantly cool from, like, a number of decades ago is probably going to be a mum. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I picked Donna Summer, and I thought... I don't know if she actually is a mother, um, but she's actually like a mother of three children from like three different um, fathers, two two or three, two the minimum. Um, yeah, I mean that's just filling my kind of area of the <laughs> podcast. Really, uh, I've got Donna Summer playing. I've, the song I'm going for is "Hot Stuff." The reason why I'm going for this is actually because um, it was in an old video that I had of. Probably like Arsenal's 88 to 89 season or something. Something weird like that. It might have been my dad's, or it must have been my dad's, because I didn't buy it. When A VHS? Eight. Uh, yeah, VHS. Lovely stuff. I haven't heard anyone say VHS for a while. Um, <coughs> do I need to say anything else? No. You know the song? Everyone knows the song. Uh, it's Hot Stuff by Donna Summer. I am hostile. Anyway, <laughs> Tim, first pick. What are you bringing us to the table? So I'm bringing you a uh, singer, songwriter, poet, artist, feminist, punk icon. Is this me again? And most importantly, <laughs> mother. Uh, Patty Smith. Of course. That's what I'm going with. Uh, undoubtedly one of the coolest women ever. In music, just like uh, so important, so significant, and literally, uh, I think, changed the course of popular culture um, with her influence. And uh, a really, really important woman, but also what uh, I think is so uh, exciting about her and so empowering about her is the fact that in the midst of her fame and her kind of uh, success and Literally having every opportunity, and literally having every opportunity in the world open to her, uh, she decided to take a 16-year break to raise a family and be a mother. And um, did she come back? I mean, you're asking me questions I don't know the answer to. Harry. I just know that she played at Glastonbury last year. I wonder yeah, if like... she's been back for. I reckon. Oh, wow. If you're going to make me speculate, I'm going to say she's been back for eight years, so she left the music scene 24 <laughs> years ago. I mean, you're so specific in the fact that you don't know what the That's my guess. Is, but you're so, yeah, but just yeah. say like 10 or 15. I'm going to say eight. <laughs> eight, so 24. The point is you've uh, interrupted my flow, Harry. That All I was going to say is like, I think that's a really beautiful thing to um, prioritise not only being a mother, but being a father, being a parent over your own personal success. It's kind of what... 
<laughs> sadly being a parent is about it's about caring about another human being maybe more than uh your own endeavors at times um and we're we're probably i mean we're not we're not that young no we're get, we're getting on but you know in the grand scheme of things we are but we're probably like still at a point where like the idea of like a cool parent feels like a weird juxtaposition it's like yeah a parent and a cool like those two things <laughs> they don't mix you're either cool or you're a parent but i mean she manages to be not only a parent but one of the coolest people who ever lived uh and yeah came back after going and raising a family even cooler than when she left um so without wanting to like egg it all on too much i think it's sometimes nice when we do like a quite brief introduction to something are you are you much of a patty smith aficionado or is this going to be a first time you heard the song do you think probably not the first time no i'm not an aficionado um but I, I've listened to plenty of her stuff, yeah. Cool. Well, then maybe we won't come back to a reaction. But what I'm going to say is the song I want to play comes from uh, her kind of beautiful, perfect, iconic uh, breakthrough album, Horses, which came out in 1975, way back in the day. And it was really, really groundbreaking. And uh, my favourite song from an album that I absolutely adore is called Land. And it's just like a nine-minute masterpiece. And like, there's many artists who you feel like they could really drag out a nine minutes, but somehow, like Patti Smith feels like she kind of shouldn't be able to do that, but she does. It's got this kind of, it's got like the spoken word intro. It's got like the reverb guitar that kind of goes all the way through. It's got this pace. It's got this melody that just kind of builds and builds and builds and just becomes more and more perfect and more and more just genius and she's a legend and I can't think of uh, a possible cooler uh, representation of everything that mums are and can be than Patti Smith a hero, a legend, an icon a genius and this a mum. and a mum, yeah exactly and this song is called Land and it's brilliant and I apologise to you, Harry, because you have to do an editing job and you're going to cut this down to, what, 30 seconds, 35, 40? I mean, this episode's already going to be pretty difficult anyway, so <laughs> give me anything you like. Yeah, but still, I'm throwing you a nine and a half minute song to cut down into 30 seconds. Lord knows what you're going to pick, but it's going to be good. Lord knows what I'll pick. <laughs> I don't know. Let's go yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, a little bit of it might have been playing underneath this now. Obviously. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Watch you. Space man. Uh, so next up on our mother's marathon is uh, songs that remind you of your mother. Yeah. 
uh, and that can be literally anything. It can be songs that they've played. It's just songs that you hear and you think, ah, oh, what a legend. It can be anything. What so, legends. So what have you gone for, mate? Okay, so this one, this one was a little bit difficult for me because I don't, I, you know, I have two parents that, you know, they, I've, I've taken some of their music taste. I've probably taken popular elements from my mum and the kind of rockier kind of elements from my dad. Um, but there's not really artists that I can ever really, like, specifically say this is what reminds me of my mum. Yeah. I mean, you you got things like um, Will Young and Blue. Oh, really? Is that and is that your mum's vibe? It was at a certain. It was when I was growing up. Certainly, um, like one hundred percent. That's kind of what was on all the time, and I remember singing it all the time. We would listen to like Blue albums, and my mum would put on Blue. So, which one do you think was your mum's favourite of Blue? Do you know? I I was really it have no idea. No, I I if I had to guess. Simon. Duncan or Lee, maybe. I literally don't even remember who Lee is. Lee is the one that did all the high high parts. I mean, Duncan was everyone's favourite, right? Yeah, kind of the hunk, wasn't he? He was hunky. Yeah. He was hunky-dory. He was hunky-dory. <laughs> Okey-doke. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, yeah, no, I'll probably go Duncan. Um, but no, the... The person I'm actually going to go for, and I think if my mum does listen to this, I think she might be surprised at this, uh, but she will also completely understand it. So I'm going for Jeff Wayne's The War of the Worlds. Why? Here is for why. Just because that... uh, I mean, there's a million songs I thought you might pick and that has come totally out of left field for me, so... Well, firstly, it's something that I've wanted to talk about on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Secondly, if I ever do talk about this on the podcast... Then, which you're doing right now. Which I'm doing right now. <laughs> uh, then my mum will come up. My mum and my dad. But um, mainly my mum, because I know she was a big fan of this. And she told me about getting the War of the, World, the, War of the Worlds record at home and like seeing the artwork and stuff and she found it spooky but the story is um when i was very young we went to a it was like a park it was like a kind of a dinosaur park you know those kind of things and there was like this spaceship and we all got in it and in one of the um and we flew to space and it was wonderful <laughs> um they they kind of rocked about a bit and they played some of the war of the worlds music if you don't know war of the worlds it is an Orson Welles, I believe. Yes. Um, a story by him. It was later on read on the radio, and the story is that when it was read on the radio, as like a live-action kind of thing. Everyone thought genuinely aliens were. Aliens were coming, and people yeah. were calling up and like going mad and whatever. And my, I, remember, I remember sitting in probably like a... You know those roadside... like. Um, Carvery places. No, no, no. Like a roadside pub slash carvery place. Toby Carvery. Yeah, like a Toby Carvery kind of thing. And we were sitting a there. Harvesters. Or a harvester. Most likely harvesters, because that's where we spent our whole childhood. Really? Yeah, all yeah. the time. Were you guys big harvester fans? Actually, every I, I know... single year we had a birthday, there'd be we'd be like, where do you want to go? We'd I know this actually because um, uh, sh- I'm going to shout out Joe Schofield. Mm-hmm. Remember uh, Joe a school friend of ours. 
and your older brother Jack. And I remember once in maybe like year 10 or 11 being in a lesson where uh, Joe and Jack realised that they'd been sat on the exact same table in a harvester in consecutive days and they both lost their shit. They could not believe the coincidence. Really? Yeah. That's so, so I know that you are Harvester fans. Obviously, I mean, I that little salad bar. Croutons. Salad croutons for days, mate. American, I'm guessing Americans and other people around the world don't know the wonders of you go in, you order what you want, and then they give you, you just go to, to this plate. little salad no, bar. No, I think they do. I think they know. I think they have that over there, too. Over where? In America. No, we're the only one in the world that has anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> we're I don't the know. only ones. I've never been there. Well, basically, you get some food before your food. They give it's you ridiculous. a little bowl, and it's just like, help yourself with a little... A um, little bit of bread. Shovel, shovel yourself some salad and some croutons and some salsa. Some pasta. Yeah. Fill yourself up the before cold, your meal. Some really lukewarm pasta that's been there for nine hours. Barely lukewarm, usually yeah. a bit cold. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we were sitting in this uh, restaurant place, and my mum and dad were telling me the story. And we got home. Mum, like, I think, fished out the album from somewhere. And I... With a rod? Uh, I think it was just a stick. <laughs> just really, really good with She harpooned stick. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was stood there. In the I've middle. got it! <laughs> she was posed for four minutes still. <laughs> and then she speared it. Four minutes. <laughs> just waiting for the perfect time. <laughs> Uh, no, she picked it out of a box, probably. Not a, a pool or pond <laughs> or sea. And, um, yeah, she she put it on. It was in the, the workroom. Mum was downstairs kind of cleaning. And I was probably about 12 or 13 at the time. And I found this this music so terrifying that I don't think I slept for about two or three months. I didn't sleep properly. I would crawl into my brother's bed every single night because I was scared of aliens I remember listening to it and uh, not being able to just sit upstairs and listen to it I had to sit at the bottom of the stairs so I could see mum and know that I wasn't being invaded by aliens Um, I will never be able to hear this and not think about that kind of occasion again the amount of times that we've kind of that I've put it on at work or I've put it on at uni or with people or whatever with maybe just with you um, I will always think about that time in my life, and it will always remind me of my mum and how much she said that she, you know, she loved that album. And I think I think the copy we had was hers as well from when she was younger. But um, that's what I'm going for, just mainly because I don't want to play Blue on the podcast. Uh, I'd love to play Evergreen by Will Young, great song. But uh, no, I'm going to go with I think Thunderchild by Jeff Wayne. There were ships of shapes and sizes scattered out along the bay And I thought I heard her calling as the steamer pulled away The invaders must have seen them as across the coast they piled Standing from between Uh, Thunderchild I actually had to stop it halfway through because I felt a little bit creeped out um, I mean I barely even halfway through that was early you 
cut that out. Yeah, so that's I, really like it. I can't uh, listen to this. It's really kind of come into your psyche early days. Yeah, I mean, I listened to that a long, long time ago, and I can't listen to. I know aliens aren't going to come down right now. They might. But it's all so <laughs> creepy to me. It's it's it really kind of yeah. doesn't. Sit there is me. something ominous about it, and like yeah. I don't really like listening to things that I've uh, learnt from a scary situation. Like exactly, elsewhere. it's like it's still scary to me. Even if I'm like cuddled up in bed, <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna be like, oh, it's fine, just because yeah. I'm just in bed and it's just a song. You're like, but it reminds me of when I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that was mine. Moving on to your. So like when I think about uh, music that reminds me of mum, there's like a lot of songs that I play personally and things that I like uh, that kind of uh, you know make me feel. Uh, nostalgic about family or make me feel like certain ways about certain people within my family but I felt like this should be something that my mum loves that uh, takes me back to a certain place so I'm going to do a tracks first and I'm going to play a bit of classical music we've only ever played things from either this century or last century I think I think that's the entire catalogue of our music yeah, obviously, because most popular culture and most popular music comes from those uh, eras. But I'm gonna go way, way back, and I'm gonna pick some Vivaldi because um, I know nothing about classical music at all, like literally nothing. Uh, but I know my mum absolutely loves it, and um, I had a tune in my head, and it took me absolutely ages to search it out and find out what it was but as soon as I think of Vivaldi like sorry as soon as I think of classical music Vivaldi is the word that comes to my head because um, I know my mum loves that guy turns out his first name is Antonio Antonio Vivaldi great name absolutely rock solid name Tony Vivaldi Tony V (laughs) (laughs) Tony V uh, yeah, and it just, it takes me back to, like, uh, Sunday mornings and, like, pork mm. and chive sausages and, like, York and just home and just, like, being around the people that mean the most to me and, like, I can I can uh, feel the warmth and smell the flavours and just, like... Sunday mornings, they were yeah, very it's, special it's just so times. It's just so enigmatic to me and, like, I... Yeah. It feels kind of special mm. and beautiful, and I can't really think of anything better than playing this. And I think, um, so yeah, both my siblings, I think, uh, maybe they won't. I don't know if they listen to this podcast or not anymore. We'll make them. Fingers crossed they don't. Uh, shout out Louise and Lizzie anyway. But uh, the second this kicks in, you'll both know as well. Uh, it's, yeah, for me, the sound of home. And like a sound of, I've lived a very uh, a fairly kind of um, transient life with uh, lots of different bases and uh, homes and people who kind of were surrounded around us in different eras of my life. But uh, you know, music can be a constant through all those things. And um, you know, my mum consistently played this song throughout all of it and whether or not I particularly love classical music I'll tell you what I think this song 
is an absolute stone cold banger. Uh, it is Antonio Vivaldi, and excuse me because not only am I not Italian, but I can't even attempt to pronounce Italian things. And isn't it weird? Can that I do it? Because I'm always amazing at this. It's well long though. Like it's really long. That's fine. Because I'm really like talented, aren't I? Okay. So here we go. I'm incredible. You, 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 you say this one here. Okay, this isn't just long. This is absolutely, this is absolute pandemonium. Yeah. So this is Antonio Vivaldi with violin concerto in E major. I don't need to say that in an accent. <laughs> <laughs> RV269 La Primavera, number one, from Il Cimento della Mariano El Diventione Op 8 e Allegro. Exactly. Beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know what just Beautiful. happened. I've never gone more cockney in my life. That is beautiful. <laughs> but do you like grow? It's just the best one. But uh, I think the most uh, fitting thing to do now is we've both just looked at a load of words that we have no idea what they mean. I know when, what a concerto is. But when I play this, you will know exactly what it is. And when we come back, we're both going to be like uh, prancing. We're going to have ballet slippers on, and we're just going to be jumping around. I listened to a lot bedroom. of classical music at university. Lovely stuff. Not Lovely because jumbling. I wanted to, but it was it was good. Right. So let's play it. This is so. What is it? <laughs> this is LBV <laughs> with the violin concerto. <laughs> So there you have it, that was Antonio Vivaldi with uh, the Violin Concerto in E Major and a load of other guff afterwards. Uh, it's a song that takes me back to uh, my childhood and my teenage years and my mum. So it means a lot to me. I There's not many uh, classical songs that I really uh, have like a... Uh, emotional connection. response and connection to. Oh. Uh, but that is, really is one of them. So, yeah, I'm really delighted that that's the first classical piece of music yeah, that we've played on the podcast. So, and a good start. Yeah. So next up, uh, and this, who knows which way this is going to go? Uh, Left or right? So for our final part of our Mother's Day special, we have both asked our respective mums to pick a song. And literally, God only knows what they've picked. Um, I don't know about you, but I feel kind of like immensely out of control of the podcast at this stage. Like yeah, the the 100%. last 20 minutes could go anywhere. I don't know what we've been doing for the last however long. And there was a, there was a funny moment downstairs uh, before we started recording this when when we were talking to your mum and saying she said she'd picked her song and she'd written a big massive paragraph about it and I said 
said, mums, eh? Give them an inch and they take a mile. And I tell you what, both mums have taken a mile at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out it's their podcast and they, they are fully ready to take the reins. So, Harry, you're going to go up first. What on earth has your mum picked? Right, so at about 11 or 12 when we came, kind of came up with our idea today, or, or you did. Um, like I do every week, listeners. <laughs> Share that. Um, I said to my mum, okay, so you need to come up with a song. My mum, you know, our mums have known we've done this podcast for a long time. They're, they're supporters of us. Yeah. They haven't taken part, though. So my mum obviously got quite excited. Yeah. Uh, within about a minute, she just said, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to pick. And then a bit later on, she said... I've written about two paragraphs. I've chosen about two songs, and I've yep. given you the reason why I picked them, and blah blah blah. Yeah. And I'm holding in my hand right now a, a fully fledged, printed, uh, printed laminated. <laughs> it's not quite laminated, but it could be. So, Mum wrote some. Uh, she wrote. Um, mums, eh? I mean, mums are mad. I mean, can we just? Just reiterate at this stage, mums are brilliantly mad. Ridiculous. She went onto Word, printed this out, <laughs> wrote it. She in there is a handwritten copy. I've got, but I've got two versions. Honestly, <laughs> I'm having like heart palpitations at how much I love this. Like, it's so. The best thing is I haven't read this yet, so I don't know where it's going to go. But She's... I mean, your mum's great. I I adore your mum. What a hero. Absolutely. Shout out Hayley. She's a superwoman. She, um, produced, she produced my two favourite people in the world, so she must be pretty good. <laughs> um, right, so I'm just going to get straight down to... So the question is, give us a song. Yeah, it's just mum. Yeah, so mum... Mum, give, give us, us a song. Mum, mum, give us a song. Right, so here it is. I have chosen a song released in 1964 and which is a song I grew up with but which took on special meaning to me in the mid-70s as I was coming of age. The song is Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. I love the song for its melancholy lyrics and beautiful harmonies and it felt good to appropriate an old song for our new era. As a young girl, the song spoke to me of confusion and anger and hopelessness, which as a troubled teen I knew all about. But at the same time, it was simple and beautiful. I have revisited the album, Bridge Over Troubled Water, at various stages of my life, and then, more recently, Sound of Silence came to the fore again. And the new version by Disturbed absolutely electrified me as it took the song's meaning even further. It had the same slow, almost sweet start, slowly building to a pure and unleashed apocalyptic rage which resonates once again with the time we live in today. And it makes that message from the 60s even more poignant now. I love both versions for different reasons and get as much enjoyment from that song as I did then. I would recommend everyone listens to the album, The Bridge Over Troubled Water. Its lyrics are timeless, its harmonies are beautiful and the songs still stand the test of time bloody hell that was great is your mum like a Radio 4 presenter that was brilliant I mean you can say that it was down to her writing all the way I said it 
It's up to you. It was both very good with delivery <laughs> and the writing. Uh, yeah, my mum's very good with words. I remember when I was in year six once, and my teacher, I think my mum just wrote like a note about why I couldn't finish some homework or something. But my, I remember that Mrs. Smith saying, your mother has very nice handwriting. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere I go, uh, my mum's handwriting is complimented through me. She's like, Harry has felt the darkness. <laughs> my old friend. <laughs> And he has terrible handwriting. <laughs> I really do. You can't read it. He still writes with a crayon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm talking about it. So we are going to play those two songs. My mum has given me very specific instructions of where she wants or yeah. what parts of the song she to wants the second, to play. right? To the second, yeah. <laughs> and whether I go Mums, along with eh? that, I do not know. Because, you know, it might not work with my production skills, yeah. mother. Hello, uh, mum, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's, uh, let's do what she said. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping. Left its seeds while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains within the sound of silence In restless dreams I walked alone Narrow streets of So that is uh, Hayley Williams there, coincidentally, not the one from Paramore. Uh, not the one who died on a roller coaster once. Is that Hayley Williams? Yeah, I remember uh, once in like an IT lesson, in like maybe year 10 or 11, Jack uh, searching your mum's name, and there was someone who like uh, fell out of their carriage on a roller coaster in America somewhere, mm. and like just splattered on the floor funnily enough let's talk let's I'll mention this quickly my mum is probably one of the biggest warriors I've ever known you're talking about kind of uh, like if roller coasters if she knew I was going to Thorpe Park she would be worried that I would die she would think I I, I use the tube every day and I know she's thinking I'm going to die in the tube yeah 100% (laughs) every day I know she cannot I don't think my mum's that bad like I mean, I can kind of understand what... I remember when my mum and dad went on a plane. They went to Portugal once. And I'm obviously, because of all yeah, of this, I'm, I'm like... I'm a bit like that. I'm a bit, I'm a bit the opposite way. Like, you shouldn't be worried about your mum having a flight. But I'm also like... Yeah. Is she got I was looking up. I was looking up yeah. their flight. Trying to find, like, a flight Child tracker again. to that, see if again, it had landed. shows what mummies boys we are. But, like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, my mum is about to, like... I I I love it and I totally embrace it and I'm uh, really proud of her for what she's doing, but like, she's about to leave me for the first time. She's moving to a different part of the country without me. Just the country, okay? Where? She's moving to Somerset. 
Okay. And I'm not going to live in Somerset. No, because there's nothing to do. Because <laughs> why would I as live in Somerset? As beautiful as Somerset is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, so she drives over there like once a month and even then I'm always like, like, if I suddenly like have a moment of thinking like, oh, I wonder what mum's up to. And then I realise she's in the car driving to Somerset. I'm like, oh my god, get the travel news on immediately because <laughs> I tell you what, she's being airlifted. <laughs> she's being airlifted to a fucking hospital right this second. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we're definitely. I, I literally don't know how I will cope with her living in this mad hippie-filled. I'm not even but a warrior she's, either. She's, she's moving to Middle Earth at this stage. Yeah. Like, I don't she's know. moving to the Shire. <laughs> what am I going to do? It's going to be ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it's a beautiful thing for her and I'm really proud of her for what she's doing. I, I need to reiterate that because it yeah. sounds like I'm just like uh, uh, pissing on her chips. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not. Pissing on her chips. I've never heard that before. Yeah, that's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing, Harry. You can piss on someone's chips. Um, so, yeah. Let's go to the song. My mum has picked it. I'm just going to say, uh, no laminate. Not even a print-off. No. Not even a... You but, didn't write any notes on your hand. Uh, no. Not even that. So, I was texting my mum this morning uh, about various other things. And I said, also, I need you to pick a song to be played on the podcast. It can be absolutely anything... I just need the reason you picked it. Yeah. And what I really, really love about this is, um, you know, I I feel like specifically in kind of popular culture, you hear a lot of people worrying about turning in to their mum or turning into their dad. Like people have that like real fear. It's like as they grow a little bit older, it's like, oh my God, I'm becoming my mum. I feel like I'm about, three or four years past the realisation that I am literally my mum. Like, I am her, she is me. We are are one. Yeah. And, like, we have the same stupid neuroses and we have, like, we've picked up the same bad traits and also the same positive things. I think everything that makes me the things that I am proud to be, uh, I get from her. She is the most positive influence in my life, and all. but yeah, I do also get some. Some of my madness yeah. comes <laughs> very I'd say much from her. Most of my positive traits are from my uh, mum. Yeah, I think, but also most of my craziest traits are from her. Yeah, the she's the extremes of and... my personality. I think. Yeah, uh, the kind yeah. of grounded center ground, which is the things I need to uh, maintain myself. They come from. Uh, my dad and from elsewhere, but um, yeah, the things I enjoy most about being me, I think, uh, come from my mum. And the things I enjoy most about my life come from being with my mum. I think, like I said, what an absolute load of heroes. I I can't imagine, like, no one makes me laugh as much as her. She's absolutely mad and hilarious and brilliant and like, I adore her, but yeah, I uh, I asked for her song selection, and she went. She bless her little cotton socks. Uh, I feel like she went for something modern purely because we do a modern music podcast. But she really, really, genuinely does love this I artist know this for sure. 
yeah. of what you showed me in recent weeks, probably. Yeah. Uh, and what I really love about it is that she... Um, uh, regular listeners particularly will know the things that I uh, enjoy and pick up on in music. And uh, I'm a big lyrics guy, and I like the kind of visual side of things. And the song that she has picked is Human by Rag and Bone Man. And um, she really loves the lyrical content of it and also uh, the video. She's a huge, huge fan of. And she, you know yeah. uh, how hideously big uh, my family is. There's about a billion of us. A billion and four. A billion and four. And uh, in the video for this song... Uh, it does this kind of like really really cool effect where it kind of merges a load of faces into other faces and kind of like it's trying to uh, illustrate how many uh, varieties there are within the human species and how we're all the same but we're all different and um, one of the reasons she wanted to pick this song is because it really the video really inspired her to kind of uh, while we're all still here uh elaborate on the fact that we have this huge expanded family and there's kind of all these similarities but all these differences between us all and she wanted to kind of visually uh find a way of um yeah encapsulating that so i love i love that i love the fact that um you do have a very talented family we're uh i was talking to your cousin the other day and i we were just talking he said it's beneficial that we've got such a big family and I was just like yeah. and such a talented one like there's just kind of every single corner of the family yeah is yeah. he on the uh, no, side like, of yeah, my mum's side yeah, yeah so yeah. I mean but we're all... a, we're a very creative bunch yeah we uh, <laughs> for for many many reasons we're memorable um, but yeah we all I think that the vast majority of us want to do something creative and leave our mark in whatever yeah, way it is. Of course. And um, again, like, you know, obviously the mom, my mum's the next uh, step up from that and I got a lot of influence from her generation. Um, but yeah, she wanted to... I love the fact that she wanted to visually illustrate these things and that was what inspired her about the music. She got her a kind of a visual rather than audio uh, inspiration from it. It's a great song. It's Rag and Bowman, who's also a Brighton artist. Uh, Just, I think, slightly outside of, of Brighton. But I do know, actually, genuinely, friends from my year are friends with his. That's because cool. I've seen him on Facebook, but his name's been like switched around. And I don't want to say who it is. I won't Bono say Raglan. who it is. No, he's got, <laughs> he's got like a real name that's like somewhere similar. I can't remember what it is. But then the, the, the letters and that have been switched out and his profile picture's gone. And I Brilliant. saw him come up and a friend said, great album, mate. And I looked into it and yeah, he is very local. Yeah, That's how I found that out. Pretty local. So I'm going to try my hardest to get that guy on the yeah. show, but I will not be able to. But a great artist. And uh, this Terrific. particular song that my mum picked uh, is all about uh, what it means to be human and the kind of um, the responsibilities and the kind of uh, I suppose frailties within what that means and kind of um, 
embracing those things within yourself and also uh, being incredibly understanding about other people within that. And I think, um, yeah, that sums up a lot of the things that my mum is. And like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to get too like into this. I'm, yeah. I tell you what, I mean, it's, you don't have to say anymore. It's 20 past 12 and it's a Wednesday night. So I, I'm done. I'm going to say Properly what, finished. What a brilliant shout for my mum. I really appreciate her for doing it. This is Rag and Bone Man with Human. Some people got the real problems. Some people lie to love. Some people think I can solve them. Lord, heaven's above. my opinion don't ask me to lie okay okay so this is the bit you've all been waiting for the reason as to why tim wasn't there at the very beginning and isn't here right now so at this very point in the podcast um we played human by rag and bone man we are we were having a little dance having a little sing song having a little chat uh, having another drink that we shouldn't have had. Um, far too many. And I, for some reason, decided I'm going to yank the plug out of the socket. Um, if Tim were here, he would want me to be completely honest. Um, <laughs> so I will. Uh, somebody was texting me and I fancied texting them back and my de- my phone was dead um I won't say who <laughs> but it was enough for me to jump across the room and try and unplug my device that was currently recording um so we lost the episode uh, the episode completely disappeared uh, as it has in the past with another one which was completely lost um but then I am a genius remember uh, it's easy. To, it's very easy to forget that, I guess. But after a little bit of tech whiz stuff and whizzy whizzy tech stuff and technological whizness, I brought the episode back to life. I found it. I've edited it. I've done it all. Thank you very much, me, uh, Tim. Thanks for the support. Uh, I know you were very very upset with me, but. I have made up for that by getting back this podcast, which is a pretty darn good one, you have to admit. Um, I am going to take you out now with a song that me and Tim both very much enjoy, a man that we both very much enjoy, and about a topic that we both very much enjoy. Um, Thank you again and again for listening to Tracks episode 52 uh it's been an absolute ball it's been a laugh it's been a a great time and i guess we'll see you next week where we will have an episode that i do not delete fingers crossed thank you all have a lovely week Terra. Hey, 
wanna scream so loud for you. Cause I'm so proud of you. And let me tell you what I'm about to do. I know I act a fool. I promise you I'm going back to school. I appreciate what you allow for me. I wanna tell the whole world about a friend of mine. This little light of mine, I'm finna let it shine. I'm finna take y'all back to them better times. I'm finna talk about my mama if y'all don't mind. I was three years old when you and I moved to the shy. Late December, harsh winter gave me a cold. It fixed me up something that was good for my soul. Famous homemade chicken soup, can I have another bowl? You work late nights just to keep on the lights. Mommy got me training wheels so I can keep on my bike. And you would give me anything in this world. Michael Jackson left the end of love, but didn't give me a curl. And you never put no man over me. And I love you for that, mommy, can't you see? Seven years old, caught you with tears in your eyes. Cause a nigga cheating, telling you lies. Then I started to cry as we knelt on the kitchen floor. I said, mommy, I'ma love you till you don't hurt no more. And when I'm older, you ain't gotta work no more. And I'ma get you that mansion that we couldn't afford. See y'all, unbreakable, unmistakable, highly capable. Lady that's making loot, a living legend too. Just look at what happened. Do. Do. Send us an angel, and I thank hey, mama. Oh, I wanna scream so loud for you. Cause I'm so proud of you. Let me tell you what I'm about to do. Hey, mama. I know I act a fool, but I promise you won't go on back to school. I appreciate what you allow for me. I just want you to be proud of me.